Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everyone! This is Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I am your host, Tom Sutton. I'm in a lightsaber lighten up mood. Check it out. <laughs> that was the wrong lightsaber font. Oh my god. Hang on. I'm going to try that again. But hey, I'm uh, pretty stoked because that uh, most recent episode of The Mandalorian was a banger. Okay, let's try this again. Oh my god. Hopefully that didn't like burn your ears out, did it? Alright. Stop, stop. There we go. Yeah, like... I'm kind of relieved in a way. Because I thought the, if you listen to the last episode, you'll know. I thought the first episode of Season 3 of The Mandalorian was uh, pretty good. Had some uh, gold moments. But overall didn't really have the... The power of, uh, you know, uh, of a season opener. Especially for a show with the, the Mandalorian's reputation. Um, but I, I saw some people online saying that um, the word on the street, because they, they actually, at the premiere, they played these two episodes. Uh, on, on the big screen, no less. And the word on the street was that people were saying like, yeah, this um, it would have been good to drop those first two at the same time. Um, but, uh, yeah, cause this episode was a banger. Oh, it was so good. Um, it just, it had so much, so much atmosphere. It looked amazing. Um, fantastic Grogu business. Like, um, yeah, I think in the first episode he was basically just like along for the ride a lot of the time. Uh, in this one, he uh, he's involved. He's doing stuff, and it's great. And you're really seeing that he is developing and growing. Um, Din and uh, and Bo-Katan's relationship, seeing um, whatever that Mandalorian city is called, I forget. But seeing that, I mean, seeing Mandalore, those shots when he's just oh, spoiler alert by the way, uh, when he's just. It's cutting through the clouds in the N1 and um, the music comes up and you just see Mandalore as it, as it is just like, just devastated. It's so good, man. That, uh, that uh, you know, I think it's in the book of Boba Fett where uh, I think Boba Fett says like, the Empire turned that planet to glass or something like that. Um, yeah, you really see it, man, and it looks awesome. It really does. Um, I mean, if you've seen uh, Mandalore in the Clone Wars, you'll know what it uh, used to look like. <laughs> but um, just fantastic. Um, and just packed. It's one of those episodes um, where it's just like, it feels like a 52-course meal. Like, 
every three seconds something awesome happens. Uh, that first, the whole um, first sequence with Pelimoto on uh, Tatooine with uh, the Jawas and the pit droids, an amazing looking Rodian, that was killer. I love the fact that she just runs scams with Jawas. Very funny. That the Rodian didn't just look good. I felt like the body language was even like look look for, it was felt very familiar as as Rodian body language. So that was a a total hit for me. Um just so well directed. Like every camera angle just looked right to me. So um I mean you might have noticed that it was directed by someone who hasn't uh done Star Wars before. Her name is Rachel Morrison. Um, the thing she has done that uh, would be most well known is that she was the um, director of photography on Black Panther. So um, yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's definitely got some um, a good track record there. Um, but yeah, she just smash this man it was so cool um that i mean visually beautiful jokes were funny action scenes were killer so um when when din jaren runs across those um alamites i think they were called these kind of like cavemen look four-eyed cavemen looking dudes the fight scene was punchy it was creative it was amazing seeing him like pulling out the dark saber, and you see like steel that he doesn't really know how to wield it. He hasn't done whatever he needs to do to to wield it properly. Um, but that that scene was killer. Um, loved him getting captured by whatever that was. This cranky. Mecha eyeball creature. I don't know how to describe it. It was very Phil Tippett-ish. Um, it had heaps of like it was just cool, man. Like really, like the the kind of age of that of that machinery was like it, the used universe effect was in fu- was in full effect. Um, and just genuinely creepy, man. That single eye and that ocular device was um i mean it just looked super cool i loved it and i love how it's like a machine inside a machine um a creature inside a machine inside a machine inside a machine it's it's, it's very cool uh just the design was excellent um and then when um when grogu returns with bo katan to help din out I mean, you see Bo-Katan being Bo-Katan. She, uh, you know, she has, uh, she's no stranger to uh, to violence. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so just to see her just pulling out all the, all the, uh, the classic skills. Um, the grappling hook, these, like, wrist knives i love when she she ends up facing the that mechanical horror how she like pulls the dark saber to her with with the grappling hook it just it was just cool like um as i've often talked about there's sometimes just an undefinable 
poetry to uh, to motion on, in films. And um, I guess if you've got someone with a good eye and you've got uh, the budget and people with skill, it's um, you can just make all this stuff just snappy and it just crackles and pops. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was all killer. And, I mean, as many people have said, you like, what a surprise. Like, you just, you assume that this whole, um, you know, finally reaching the minds of Mandalore and Din being able to uh, um, cleanse himself in the, in the living waters of the minds of Mandalore. You know, everyone assumed this was going to be like, the culmination of his journey during this season, but nope, we're right into it. And it was just, it was great to have uh, a lot of kind of backstory and, and whatnot from, from Bo-Katan about Mandalore. Um, you see that Din and Grogu both have a lot to learn from her. That's great. Um, just super cool. So, of course, they actually reach the living waters, and um, man, okay, there were two moments that actually real like were quite emotional, I thought. Um, uh, one point was where, um, like, Bo-Katan puts up this pretty, like, tough exterior, and she's been through a lot, so you can understand why. Um but there's there's one moment when she talks about her father, and she says that uh, he died protecting Mandalore, and Din just stops in his tracks, and looks at her and says, "This is the way." And I, and you can just see that she's touched actually by his reverence for her father and her father's sacrifice, and you see like there's a bit of a chink in the armor there. There's a bit of um bit of light getting through um and like I've, i might have said this before but sometimes i feel like that this is the way thing has been co-opted a little bit by a bit of the 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 the, the dude bros <laughs> i don't know it just got a bit of that that atmosphere to it uh, but this this time it it made me feel feelings i gotta say the um the second time in the episode where i really like felt felt it was um you know like bo-katan is reading this inscription once they reach the the living waters she's reading out this uh, plaque in a kind of almost like derisive mocking tone and um but you just see like din is Din only has eyes for that water, and he starts removing his like his cloak. Takes his gun out, takes off the the saber. He's putting it all down on the ground, and you see. And she kind of turns around and sees what he's doing, and he just takes those steps into the water, and he starts reciting the creed. And I was just like, "Oh, this is doing it, man!" And then. Bam! When he just like disappears into the water, it's like such a it has such impact, and it's such a shock, and it's so cool how like without hesitation you just 
bam, the way that she like was it her or was it Costco Reeves? The way that like one of them jumped in to that uh that tank on that boat to save baby Grogu from uh that creature on that boat in um you know season two. But anyway, she helmet on, dives straight in and the like the effects on that scene are killer. The showing her, you know, using the jetpack to go through the water. She goes down. This really cool atmosphere. Really just everything looked top notch there. And um, yeah, she finds Din and, you know, scoops him up and starts dragging him up towards the surface. And they come face to face with the mythosaur and i gotta say like i mean star wars fans have been um familiar with the mythosaur image on boba fett's armor for decades at this point you know um can be hard to live up to that kind of uh history but man that small short Excuse me, that short glimpse that we got of the mythosaur, hot. It looked killer. Like it It really looked how you would want it to look as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, this, you know, most of us assumed was going to be the end of the season. This kind of, uh, these uh, these events. So where does the show go? Like, I mean... Obviously, the the episode ends with um, them on the banks of of uh, these holy waters. I mean, what happens next? Do they go visit the armor and tell her what's happened, or what's going to happen? Um, the season can go anywhere at this point, which is very exciting. I like that. Um, yeah, so. As maybe like not super engaging as that first episode was, this was the exact opposite. It was just hit after hit after hit. Uh, it had everything you could possibly want, I think. So yeah, what's going to happen from now on? Very exciting. Um, so 800 thumbs up for that episode of The Mandalorian. Um, also massive thumbs up for this week's Bad Batch. Whoo, this was a cranker. Again, it was um it was a crosshair episode. We um we see crosshair again getting like kind of pushed to, like a uh, kind of forced to be like face to face with this new empire, the new imperial system. That the attitude of uh, of the imperial officers towards him and his fellow clones um yeah it was a great episode i loved this uh, this guy may mayday that he meets the beard the um the kind of roughly held together armor very cool um and you know i think that we've been seeing some kind of progression of like crosshair starting to realize that maybe it's not as simple as good soldiers follow orders um it just 
it was such a good episode. And um, I, like that Imperial officer was a little bit cartoonishly like hateable. Um, but maybe uh, maybe that's all right. So, um, of course, it ends with Crosshair shooting this Imperial officer and ending up um, in the clutches of these cloning scientists that, uh, that we met in the episode before. So now we're really getting somewhere in this show. Like, I gotta, I'll say it again, like, cut all these boring episodes where it's just like nothing happens. Then unnecessary. Like seriously, a, a big handful of the episodes of this season that you could just chuck them and like y- you would not miss anything. And when the show is actually putting one foot in front of the other and leading you somewhere, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, this was a, a great episode. I can't wait to see see what comes next. Um, if I ever rewatch the Bad Batch, I will just. Um, yeah, I guess I will just have to pick the uh, the big episodes for me and uh, go with those. Mm. But um, yeah, I can really recommend it. Uh, this episode, at least. <laughs> All right, folks. I reckon it's time to play what's that song? Here we go. I'm going to play uh, a piece of Star Wars music at random. I have to guess what it is and see if I have any thoughts on it. Here we go. Let's give this a try. Hmm. Hmm. This sounds like episode one to me. But I can't be sure. Let me check. Yep. Ooh, so it's called Panaka and the Queen's Protectors. So yes, Phantom Ace. Alright, let's try another one. be something from Andor. I decided to throw, uh, I think, the entire Andor soundtrack into my Star Wars playlist because, yeah, this is Andor for sure. Let's take a look. Ooh, this track is called Mon Mothma. so funny like I mean you could really say like this is just not really Star Wars but it's so good and it just suits the show so perfectly hmm it's gonna be exciting when that show comes back alright let's go on to another one 
Hmm. Oh, this is also Andor. This sounds a bit like um, more. What's it called? More Morlana Five or something? Okay, no, it's called the Vault Parts Three and Four. Hmm. Cool. All right, let's see what else we got. Hmm. So familiar, but I can't pick it. Could this be Empire Strikes Back? I'm gonna take a look. <laughs> nope. This is called Watto's Deal and Kids at Play from the uh, Phantom Menace soundtrack. Wow, totally wrong. All right, gang. Um, since all my stuff has now been uh, shipped here successfully, that means that we can uh, have the glorious return of What's That Sound? <laughs> all right. Uh, if you haven't played with us before, uh, what happens here is um, I take the Star Wars sound effects book, which comes with a kind of electronic mp3 bank where you can it just has a uh, star wars sounds and you can listen to them and that links you to uh, a number in the book and you can read about the history of that so let's do one it's been a while let's see if i can get it ah well come on that's a bit uh, a bit on the easy side isn't it thank you chewy let's try another one Hmm. I'm going to play it again. I don't know, but I'll say Millennium Falcon engine, maybe? Let's take a look. My God, my eyesight. That's what it's. It's a bit sad. Becoming more middle-aged, you can feel it because you feel the need for reading glasses more than you used to. Oh my God, I got it! That was. <laughs> oh my God, that was actually correct. That was the Millennium Falcon taking off. Whoo! All right, smarty pants. Okay, let's try another one. Here we go. All right. I reckon that's the turret guns on the Death Star. Oh, close. It was actually the, the, the turbo lasers on the Falcon and the gun turret. Okay, got it wrong. Good guess, though. All right, we'll do one more. I mean, that sounds like Dagobah to me. 
but I could be wrong. Let's find out. Yeah, I think it's Dagobah. Let's see, 120. Yep, here you go. The sound of the Dagobah swamp. Anyway, good to have the sound effects back. Um, we're not gonna. Uh, I haven't picked a, like a movie to um, just to do scene by scene commentaries yet. I'm kind of like I don't know. Like I want to do Rogue One, but I'm also like trying to save Rogue One until after season two of, of Andor, and then I want to do the, fan, the the Force Awakens. But I'm gonna go see um, the Force Awakens with live orchestra next month. So I'm kind of like wanting to you know save up that. It, that Force Awakens experience to have it nice and fresh when I go to see that. But I will think of it. But tell you what, to finish, I can just give give uh, like a just a nice um, personal report. Um, it's quite fun, actually. Quite nice. Like, I mean, I moved back to Australia and I moved here to the Gold Coast very much based on just like intuition. And... Um, just kind of following the signs and going where I felt kind of drawn. Um, but one of the things I kind of recognized that was in the area that I would like to get involved in was the film industry. And, um, you know, I've, I joined an agency for, for, you know, I went there just to sign up as an extra. It wasn't necessarily the focus of what I wanted to do, but... I thought it would be like a kind of fun way to get involved and um, you, of course, get paid for it, which is uh, nice. Um, so I went to an agency and they actually told me, with your look, you actually, I mean, you can try to do extras work, but you might want to actually aim for actual acting. Um, so I said, all right, <laughs> I can have a go. Um and, uh, yeah, in the past week, I've actually done three days on a movie. Not, uh, not a speaking role, but um, a background character in a movie um, called Audrey. Um, as with this kind of stuff, you know, you're not, not supposed to say much about it, which I won't. Um, but it's a, kind of a comedy slash drama. And, um, I mean, there's... Uh, always the chance that you're going to end up 100% on the cutting room floor, but I feel pretty confident that I will be visible on screen at some point. Um, and it was just a tremendously fun experience. Like, like when the offer came in and I said, yes, I'm available, um, there was just like a lot of quite serious sounding paperwork to take care of and... They request COVID tests every morning before you go to set. And it, it, I was like, oh, this sounds pretty serious. Uh, but um, when I got there, they turned out to be just like the nicest, like sweetest, fun bunch of people. The whole atmosphere of the whole set was um, really fun. The costume department were really fun. Um the assistant directors were lovely. It was just like a, a pleasure. Um, 
And I, I loved the whole experience. Uh, I just felt so grateful. Like what a fantastic way to get off the mark um, in movies. Um, and then actually today I got uh, contacted to do an audition um, again for a film. Um, now the way it works post-COVID actually is mostly that you do um, self-tapes. So you record yourself at home, send it in. And that's how they uh, get that process started, at least. Um, so, um, yeah. But it's just so – it feels so good. Like, when I was in Sweden uh, and I had made the decision to uh, move back to Australia, I, you know, I had that idea of maybe working in the film industry, but it felt like um, kind of far away. Um, so it felt so amazing just to, you know, I've been here four months or something. Um, and for it just to go like, bam, you're on set, you're in a movie, you know? Um, and not just like some horrible movie, but like this, like obviously I have no way of telling whether, how the movie will turn out, but it just felt, I just felt like. I think I might like this movie. Um, so, wow, I just feel super happy about that. So nice. Um, yeah, so that's the, the biggest news recently for me. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Um, this was a, yeah, a Mandalorian episode to be remembered. And it just makes me super excited for the rest of the season. Can't wait. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me.